And so we're thrilled to have you here today. I'm going to have the ushers come down the aisle. They want to make sure you have a Bible. Uh, we're going to look at a couple of verses we'd love for you to see. They also want to make sure you have a bulletin uh, so you know what's happening here at LifePoint, what's coming up. So just slip up your hand. We'll, we'll put those items in your hand. And uh, we want you to know what's uh, taking place the next couple of days and then even uh, the rest of the year and then over the next couple of weeks into the new year. You know, it's, it's Christmas time, and what do you do at Christmas time? At Christmas time, we celebrate the Son of God taking on human flesh. And what we've been doing these last couple of weeks is we've been reminded of the fact that one of the defining characteristics of God, of Jesus, that was regularly displayed in his life was compassion. See, Jesus knew something about us. He knew how human beings had wandered so far from God and God's plan and God's design for them and how sin and how rebellion had brought into our lives so much brokenness, so much hurt, so much loss, and so much death that came into the world. And so whether it was sickness or hunger or spiritual confusion, Jesus just stepped on the scene. His heart went out to needy people. It's like he just, it's like compassion was part of his DNA. And then Jesus showed us something. He showed us that compassion wasn't just something that you felt. Compassion was something you acted upon, that there was an act of love. And that's what we want to talk about today, what we're going to do today as a church. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray today that your Holy Spirit, God, would just speak into every heart. God, that we would hear your call to each one of us. God, that each one of us would hear what you want us to know, what you want us to see, what you want us to feel. And then, God, I pray that, that our compassion is something that leads to action, just like it did with Jesus. And so, God, I pray this morning that you would be glorified through all that your church life point does today. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You know, the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3, 16, something that many of you could recite by heart. Did you know that that's actually, if you think about it, it's really a Christmas verse, isn't it? I mean, when you think about it, that it talks about how God demonstrated the most compassionate act that he could towards us. What does that verse say? It says, God loved the people of this world so much that he what? What's the word? He said he loved the word so much that he he gave. He gave us his only son. The compassion of God led him to give a gift at Christmas in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. And then some people came along and, and they gave gifts to that same child. It's a story that many of you are familiar with. One of the verses mentions in Matthew chapter 2, it says they, referring to these magi, these wise people, that they saw the child and they bowed down and they worshiped him and then they opened their treasures or, and they presented him or they gave a gift of gold and frankincense and myrrh. You see, the Christmas season is rooted in giving gifts. And so that's why this season, LifePoint has chosen to embrace the example of God and even the Magi by focusing on giving rather than receiving. The Apostle Paul reminded us of this and what Jesus had said in Acts chapter 20. And here's what Jesus said. He said, more blessings come from what? More blessings come from giving than from receiving. As God unleashed 
His compassion on the world that first Christmas 2,000 years ago, we here at LifePoint, we want to do the same thing. We want to unleash some compassion this Christmas and to do so specifically on the country of Ecuador. Why? Because true biblical compassion It certainly is showing sympathy towards someone and concern for someone's sufferings or their misfortunes. But the second part of that definition is it's then doing something about it. And so this is exciting because we have this three-tiered strategy for unleashing compassion uh, uh, on Ecuador this Christmas season as a church family. The first thing we want to do is we want to sponsor 250 children who are, uh, through the organization Compassion International, who are currently living in extreme poverty. And if you were here a few weeks ago, you heard us say that those who live in extreme poverty around the world, it's about 2.5 billion people. And of those 2.5 billion people who live in extreme poverty, which is less than $2 a day that they live on, though of those 2.5 billion, 600 million of them are children. And what's tragic to me is that every single day, every 24-hour period of time, 22,000 of those children die because of a poverty-related circumstance or situation. Every day. That would be like during this time of this service, about 900 of those children will die during this service. Now, you hear numbers like that, 2.5 billion, 600 million, 22,000. And those numbers are so big that they're mind-boggling and they paralyze us. And a lot of us can get to the point we say, well, what difference can I make? Well, something that God taught me years ago, and maybe he's taught you this same lesson. And what I learned from God is that, that, that rather than doing nothing, In the name of Jesus, I can do for a few what I wish I could do for everyone. In other words, God was saying, hey, Chris, just get in the game. Do something. And so that's what we want to do today as a church family. Because here's what I know, and I've seen it with my own eyes. When you give $38 a month, that's what it takes to sponsor a child through Compassion International, it legitimately transforms that child's life. I've seen it up close and personal. You know, I've been to Ecuador three different times, and and I can remember that first time when I got to go to Ecuador and meet our compassion child, Henry Luis. And when I got to meet that little guy for the first time, and I got to visit him, I got to visit his family, I got to go into his home and visit with his family, I realized in that moment, oh my goodness, $38 a month, legitimately, truly, can make a huge impact and change Henry Luis's life and his family's life to give him a better future, to give him opportunities that he would have never, ever had had he stayed in complete extreme poverty. You know what that $38 a month goes towards? Well, Henry, Henry Luis and other kids get nourishing food every single day. They get clothing that they don't have. Now they have the ability to go to a school at a Compassion Development Center, which is actually located at a church. And they even can get some of their medical needs met. And because all of that happens through a local church, Henry, Luis, and others get the opportunity to know that God loves them, that God cares about them, that God wants to have a relationship with them, and that the local church, is God is going to use that local church to change their life. It's an incredible opportunity that is before us. Matt and Tracy Feaster have seen this as well. 
Uh, they sponsor a child, and, and one time they were at an event, and they got to meet one particular individual. His name is Jay Mabiro. And Jay is an individual who grew up in the slums of Kenya. And at nine years old, he was arrested. He had no hope. He had no future. His life was going nowhere. But by miracle, Jay, somebody in the world said, I want to sponsor a child. And Jay ended up getting sponsored. It changed his life. He got sponsored. Jay eventually got saved, gave his life to Jesus Christ. He goes around the world today sharing his story of hope and a future for somebody who comes from the slums of Kenya and look what God can do with their life. He actually lives on the East Coast. He's, a, he's like a DJ for Jesus and he's doing all this stuff, just serving God. And he has this incredible ministry, doing great things for Jesus. All because a family like you said, I can sponsor a child. I can do something. So let's put our compassion in action and let's give a child a gift this year. And let's sponsor 250 children today. The second part of this three-tiered strategy we have is not only sponsor 250 children, we also want to take a trip next year in November of 2020 and visit our sponsored children. We're going to talk a lot more about that in the coming months. We're not going to dwell on it today, but I can tell you this. Uh, a lot of people have already come up to us, come up to me and said, man, we're in, we're in, count us in, we're going no matter what. And uh, man, we might even have to have like a day where we open it up and it might get filled up on that very day. Um, so you're going to want to start thinking about that. But here's what I know. I've been on a lot of trips around the world, a lot of mission trips, uh, serving God in different places. But I can tell you this, no trip has been more impactful on my life no trip has left an impression on me, something that I think about regularly, like that trip when I got to go meet Henry Luis and spend time with him and share in his life with him. And some of you are going to choose next year to go on that trip uh, and, and experience what I got to experience. Whether there's, there's a third part of our strategy to unleash compassion this year at Christmas time. And that's this, that through each of us giving a generous gift above and beyond whatever our normal, regular December gifts to God would be. So above that, whatever you're already planning on doing, above that, you say, I want to give an additional gift. And that extra gift, we're going to use that to collect all of that. And then whatever's given beyond our December budget, we're going to collect that and we're going to plant a church in Ecuador. We're going to build a church in Ecuador through our ministry partner, Stadia. Now, here's what's great about Stadia. We've talked about them over the years. They help plant our church, of course. For their part, they do the heavy lifting. They really do. They find and assess a church planter and make sure they get the right church planter. They help find and pick out the poorest and neediest neighborhoods where that church is actually going to be located. They help fund that ongoing pastor's salary in the early days be, so, as they try to get self-sufficient as a church. That's Stadia's part. What's our part? Our part is to finance the building cost of the actual church, of this compassion center. The cost of that church is $87,000. So in order for us to, as a church to pull this off, we need to raise $87,000 above and beyond our normal December operating budget. And when that church is done, when that compassion development center is done, the kids that we sponsor today will be able to go visit in November of 2020. And those kids 
That's where they're going to go. That church is where they're going to learn about Jesus. That's where they're going to grow in faith. That's where they're going to get their medical needs met, their physical needs met, their spiritual needs met. And you and I are going to help make that happen today. By the way, my friend Craig Whitney is here with us today. Craig Whitney works with Stadia. Him and I were on a church staff years ago together. This, last, this, this year, we actually went to Israel together, room together. and So he's going to be out in the lobby. And uh, if you have questions about Stadia, if you have questions about compassion and this whole connection and partnership, he'd love to answer those questions and help you out. You might also have another question. Why in the world are we doing this? I mean, why are we sponsoring hundreds of kids and choosing to plant a church next year? Well, I think the answer is simple. It's the God of Christmas. It's the God who chose 2,000 years ago to come and give us the gift that we needed, the gift of life, the gift of eternal life, the gift of salvation. So why wouldn't we do something like this? I imagine some of you are thinking, man, Pastor, can we really pull this off? I mean, is it really actually possible? Because some of you might be aware or might be thinking, hey, you know something? Uh, this church has been incredibly generous over the, over the history of our church, and especially these last couple of years. If you were here a few years ago, you know that we entered into this beyond, we call it the Beyond Initiative. It was a generosity initiative, and through your extra ge- uh, incredible generosity, we were able to buy a Harley-Davidson motorcycle building and make it our own to become our church. We were able to buy a little extra property right over there for our future. And so we did that. During these last couple of years, we were also able to plant another church in Pasadena, Unite Church, and Pastor Jeff is doing an incredible job leading that church and growing that church, and it's thriving today. Through the last couple of years, because of your generosity, we've been able to also plant and, or build and plant two churches in Mexico. Many of you have gone down and been a part of that. You hammered the very nails and painted the walls and, and, and put, up the, put it all together. You've been a part of that. Through your generosity this year in 2019, we knew we needed an additional entrance into our property. We only have that one little bottleneck out front, and so we had to poke a hole in the fence back here and, and build an a, 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 a entrance back there. And you know, I love God's timing because we knew that needed to come because someone was coming next to us, and the very Sunday we were able to open that, that very week was the week they all showed up and close down that parking lot that we used to rely on so much for so many of us. God's timing was perfect. And your generosity helped make that happen. So I sit here this morning, and I know that some of us might think, again, can we really pull this off? Another project? Another thing? Well, I want you to listen to Ephesians chapter 3, because I've wondered that question as well. Can we really pull this off? Uh, We've been asking the church to be generous. Well, here's what God reminded me of. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says this. God can do what? Let's say this word together with conviction. God can do anything. anything. And God can do anything far more than we could ever imagine or ever guess or request in our wildest dreams. So for Christmas 2019, we're taking on these big goals. Why? Because God can do what? Anything. He can exceed our wildest imagination with these goals. Now, I got to tell you, one of the reasons I, I point this out to you is because I understand where some of you are at this morning. I may not know your exact story this morning, but I know that some of you are facing 
something big in front of you right now. That I imagine there's people here this morning that, that you have something that's big, something that's challenging, something that's difficult, something that's hard. And maybe you're having a relationship struggle right now. Maybe there's a marriage challenge that you're having. Maybe uh, your finances are such that, yeah, everybody else seems to be enjoying a great economy, but it's not showing up in your life. Maybe you have a child who's just not going in the direction you want that child to go. Maybe for you, it's a work situation or circumstance, and it is hard for you. Maybe you're having health issues, and you're here this morning, and for you, this Christmas is a hard season. It's a difficult season. And here's what I know you've said to God. You may not have said it out loud audibly, but you've thought it. You've thought as you look at what's going on in your life, you're like, God, this is huge. This is big. And I don't know that it's ever going to change. I don't think it's ever going to change. God, this is too big. God, I don't think I can get through this. It's too difficult. It's too much. I don't even have hope that I'm going to make it through. And if that's you this morning, I want to remind you what Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says. That God can do anything. God can do anything. What he can do is beyond our wildest imagination. Beyond what you can even imagine what God is capable of. And how does God do what he's going to do? I want you to notice this verse again. It says this in Ephesians 3 verse 20. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. I want you to know, to, know this morning that whatever you are facing, if you will listen to God, if you will listen to His Spirit and how His Spirit prompts you, and then you take steps in that direction, listen to God's Spirit, how He's leading you, how He's guiding you, how He's prompting you, and you head in that direction, and you seek to stay strong in that path, I can tell you, God is going to surprise you in ways that you truly can't imagine. So God can do far more than we've ever dreamed of. And he's going to do that in us and through us as his spirit works in us. So our goal is to have this compassion-centered church built. And then those who are planning to visit uh, their child can do so in November of 2020. And they can also visit this church. You know, when I think about the local church, it makes me ask the question, do you really realize how important a local church is to the life of a believer? Have you ever thought about it? I was thinking about that quite a bit this week, and it took me back to my own story. And I thought, man, what if a group of people didn't come together and trust in God? What if a group of people didn't gather their resources and give generously? What if Community Christian Church in San Juan Capistrano had never been planted. Where would my life be today? Because it was there at that church that I first gave my life to Jesus Christ at 12 years old. It was there that I learned what the body of Christ was and how we cared for one another. It was there that I heard the call of God on my life to serve Him with my life. It was there eventually where I heard the call of God to serve Him in my life, even vocationally speaking. It's there that I learn what it means to give your whole heart to God, to serve Him, to trust Him. The local church 
is God's hope for the world. It's his plan for spreading Jesus to the world. God, that's his plan A, and God doesn't have a plan B, C, or D. God's hope is the local church, and God's plan is to use that church to transform people. In fact, Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Jesus said, I will build my what? I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So church, by the power of God... We can provide these kids that we're going to sponsor today, a local church, that's going to put Jesus front and center in their lives, while also meeting their physical needs as well. I got to tell you, that's the reason I get so excited about the Compassion International and Stadia Partnership. I mean, think about this. Compassion International, their goal for 40, 50, 60 years has been to sponsor kids and help them out of extreme poverty. They've always done that by trying to find a local church and partnering with that local church. A few years back, Stadia, who their goal and responsibility is to find church planners and plant new churches, that God brought these two organizations together and said, hey, you know something? Churches are going to, pl- are going to sponsor kids. And at the same time, Stadia is going to come alongside and we're going to plant a church. And so it's all going to happen together. It's an incredible partnership to meet kids' intellectual needs, their physical needs, and their spiritual needs. It's the most holistic approach out there. It's a game changer in people's lives. It's a game changer in, the, in, in God's kingdom work across the planet, this Compassion Stadia partnership that literally only happened a few years ago. You know, I, I love um, this one stat. Maybe you've heard it before. Uh, maybe you're a part of this stat that 85% of the people who make a decision to follow Jesus do so between the ages of 4 and 14. I did so at 12 years old. It's why LifePoint puts such a high value and priority on children and student ministries here. So not only is it a great strategy to focus on reaching young people, to reaching kids for Christ, but also Compassion International has showed that for every child that is sponsored, their influence or their reach or their impact is about 30 to 35 people. Why? Well, because all of a sudden, someone who's in extreme poverty, their life changes. And their life is different. And all of a sudden, people around are wondering, what's going on? How's this happening? Who's making that happen? And those people in their circle of influence and their family's circle of influence discover that, oh, it's the local church over there. Oh, it's God who's doing that. It becomes an incredible witness for God in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Think about this for a moment. If we could sponsor 250 kids as a church, at 30 to 35 people of influence per kid, that's about 8,700 people who have an opportunity to be impacted for Jesus, who have an opportunity to hear the good news that God loves them, that God wants to have a relationship with them. And you and I have an opportunity to do that today, to be a part of that. Now, I want to tell you another cool stat. A sponsored compassion child is 40% more likely to get actively involved in their community and in the local church. I saw this firsthand on one of my trips, I saw this one young man up on the screen, the, the, the gentleman on the left. 
And, and he grew up in extreme poverty. He had no hope. He had no future. But then because a family sponsored him, he was pulled out of extreme poverty. He was given an education. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. He eventually went off to college. He eventually became a doctor. He now goes back in and lives in his local community where he grew up, providing medical care for those in the, for the poorest of the poor in his community. He's also a leader in his local church. You know, I met several young people serving as leaders in the church who are compassion graduates. In a moment, I want to show you a video clip, and I want you to hear from Miguel. Uh, I didn't film much back then. I went on this trip a few years ago and filmed this. I wish I had filmed more of, of the girls sharing. But they were sharing some of their journey and some of their story. And we're going to listen to Miguel here in a minute. And, and I want you to listen to this individual. Here's a person who someone said, I want to sponsor a child. And his life's been changed. And I want you to listen to what he would say to his sponsor. And, and even if you already sponsor a kid or a child or you're thinking about sponsoring a child and having an opportunity to talk to them, I want you to listen to him because I think this is what he wants to say to every single one of us. So let's listen. Si viera mi padrino, if I saw my sponsor, diría, wow. I would say, <laughs> wow. Ven a mi casa. Come to my home. Y ven con a mis amigos y a mi familia. Meet my friends, meet my family. Eh, y algo que le diría a él exclusivamente, específicamente de mi corazón. Something specific that I would like to tell you. Gracias, gracias. Thank you. Porque me sentí escuchado. Because I felt that somebody was listening to me. Porque sentí que había alguien ahí I a varios kilómetros. I felt that there was somebody out there. Leí una carta. Miles away. Leí una carta. Who read my letter? Y me la respondía. And responded to my letter. Gracias por orar por mi familia. Thank you for praying for my family. Y por estar pendiente cuando mi mamá tuvo cáncer. And for being aware and for caring when my mom had cancer. Y cuando mi abuelito, when my grandpa, tuvo problemas, when he had some issues salud. in himself. Gracias por las oraciones que me mandó. Thank you for all your prayers. Gracias por los consejos que me mandaba en una carta. Thank you for all the advices you gave me in your letters. Y que yo soy real. And I'm real. Y Estoy ahí and I'm there para demostrarle to show you que somos un hijo más que él cogió. that we are both one more son that God picked or chose y que nos, no somos como el hijo pródigo. we're not like the prodigal son nosotros we reconocemos we recognize el valor que ellos hacen por nosotros. the value that you the, the value of the effort that you do for us yo quiero and I want to say, terminar mi, mi profesión. I would like to finish my career. Y decirle a él, and I would love to come to him. Vamos, and tell him, let's go. Ayudar a muchos niños. Let's go help many children. Vamos, let's go. A tratar de darle una vida mejor. Let's go and try to give him a better life. Aquellos niños, to those kids, que yo soy testigo de cómo es eso. That I know the life they live. Que esto es real. This is real. Que hay niños. Their kids. Que siquiera tienen para caminar, tienen para comer. They didn't have, have food. Que van a los proyectos. They're going to projects. Porque saben que van a encontrar un almuerzo. Because they know they're going to find lunch. Una merienda. They're going to find dinner. Que van a encontrar medicinas. They're going to find medicines. Nosotros, yo. 
Myself. Soy testigo. I'm a witness. Gracias a él. And it's because of you. Que hay un Dios todopoderoso. Because of God and Almighty God. Que tiene misericordia de mí. That has mercy of me. Y de cada uno de nosotros que hemos sido patrocinados. And if, of, he's got mercy of each one of us who have been sponsored. Y gracias por ser el instrumento de Dios. And thank you for being God's instrument. Para la bendición de nuestras vidas. And to bless our, uh, God's instrument to bless our lives. Y muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Did you catch it? Well, here's a guy who says, I want you to all know I'm real. I'm not just a stat. I'm not just a statistic. I'm not just someone you give some money towards. I, I, I'm real. And then he says, listen, I, I want you to know. I want to go, and I, I invite you to join me. Let's go make a difference in, in other kids' lives. That's what happens to people when they're given a chance, an opportunity to be pulled out of poverty, extreme poverty. You and I have that opportunity today. And here's the deal, as I, as I watched that, as I got a chance to talk with him and share, hear more of his story, listen, you never know. You never know when you choose to sponsor a child, you never know what God's going to do in their life and how God's going to use them and how God's going to change them and how God's going to impact them and you and how God might use them to even change a part of the world. So life point we have before us, an opportunity this Christmas to unleash compassion and change the lives of 250 kids. And we have the opportunity to, by doing that, then influence about another 30, 35 people per person, which is like 8,700 people who are influenced and impacted because of what you will choose to do today. And then we'll get an opportunity to also give every one of these kids a local church by raising the money to build and plant that church. So as we continue our time of worship this morning, here's what we want to do. We're going to enter into a time of communion, and, and you're going to come up. We have stations in the front, we have station in the middle, and we have stations off to the side. So you can pick one of them that's the uh, less busy line, and you can go up and participate in communion. And then after you do that, you'll have an opportunity to go to one of these other stations, these compassion statement stations, where you can grab one of the folders of one of the packets to uh, take with you, to go back to your seat, and you'll have a chance to sponsor a child. Here's what I love about communion. According to 1 John 3.16, it says, this is how you and I know what love is. Because when we come to communion, it's a time to remember. That's what it's about. Here's how we know what love is when we participate in communion. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. So that's what you're going to do in a moment. You're going to remember that incredible love of God that he would lay down his life for you. And so what's our natural response to this? John said the natural response is then we ought to lay down our life for our brothers and sisters. We ought to do something for somebody else. I mean, what a great response for those who are able today. That right after you get done taking communion, right after you get done receiving God's gift that he gave you in Jesus Christ, that you then head to one of these compassion stations and then you choose to give a gift to somebody else because of God's great gift to you. And when you go to one of those compassion statement, uh, stations, let me just walk through kind of logistics practically what's going to happen after you participate in communion. You're going to go to those stations and you're going to pull off one of those packets and you're going to take that packet and you're going to head back to your seat. You're going to open up that packet and there's going to be this particular card in that seat. 
And, and you'll begin to fill out that card, uh, put all your infor, infor information on that. Flip that card over, you'll put your financial information, your debit, credit card, whatever the case may be. And if you're really quick, you can write my debit card down and Merry Christmas to you. So go quick. <laughs> after you do that, after you fill those two things out, uh, you don't have to worry about anything else in the packet. Take it home with you. After you do that, at the end of the service, when we're exiting, there's going to be boxes at each of the exits. And you'll take that card that you filled out and you will put it into those boxes. And you'll drop it in the box. Now, here's the deal. This is critical. Do not walk out of here today without filling out that information card. Do not take one of these packets away from you outside of LifePoint without filling out that card. And here's why. That's the only packet in the world that exists for that child. And so compassion can't risk that that, that, that packet just disappears somewhere with somebody thinking about something, praying about something. Maybe they'll do it, maybe they won't. They need that packet. So make sure if you take it, you drop it in the, bo in the box. If you take it and you say, oh, maybe I'll pass, well, then put the whole packet back in the box. Some of you may say, I'm going to talk to Craig Whitney or Linda Johnson, out at our very own Linda Johnson, out at, um, at the uh, booth out there. If you have more questions, you can do that, and then they can take your card at that point or your envelope at that point. Now, some of you say, well, you know what? I didn't come today with my information, uh, my my." Debit, credit card information. No worries. You can just write pay later on the card. Make sure your info is on the other side and Compassion will reach out to you and they'll get your financial information. Here's what I know. Every single one of these kids that still remains needs to be sponsored. That's my hope and prayer. And the first couple services did a great job. There's still a bunch. There's still a lot that they need to be sponsored. So I'm asking you to be praying. If you haven't started, start praying even now. Who's God going to lead you to? For some of you, I know $38 might be difficult for you right now. $38 a month. You might pray, no worries. You might pray and consider of joining maybe another family or something. For some of you, sponsoring a, a child, you have the resources to do it. It's easy. Others of you are praying about, you know what, maybe we'll sponsor a few kids. This Christmas season, we truly have a great opportunity to unleash compassion in an unprecedented way on the children on their families, in their communities, in the nation of Ecuador. Now, as we get ready to participate in this, I want to remind you what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25. Jesus said this, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these, and as you look around these cards, these kids who are living in extreme poverty, who don't have a hope and a future, they would probably be the ones we define as the least of these. Jesus said, whatever you did for the least of these, when you see their faces, Jesus said this, you did for me. So when you see those faces, it's like you're looking at the very face of Jesus. So we're going to pray. You're going to participate and take communion. You're going to praise God for the gift he has given you. And then you're going to go give a gift to another child by demonstrating compassion and sponsoring them in the name of Jesus. And as that happens, Pastor Trevor will, will be up here uh, playing a song, and then we'll continue and tell you what comes next after that. So let's pray.